We'll go in there first. Something that's going on, I feel compelled to share with you. We're living in a world that's pushing to the side everything. The Bible said in the last days there would, there would be a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. <clears throat> there is a, I need to say this because the, there were some elders who came to the pastor and said, you can't preach on speaking in tongues anymore. We don't want you doing that. So he went to the praise team, the person in charge of the praise team, and said, you can't sing about miracles anymore. I'm talking about recently. In this county. So you, do you understand the spirit that's, 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 that it's the spirit of darkness and unbelief? And uh, it, it all comes from trying to rationalize Something that can only be spiritualized. Something that uh, God has brought us to. In Hebrews 13, I've got something really exciting to share with you. I believe in the power of God. I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe in the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I believe that there are miracles. We've seen too much. We've seen too much. And uh, you can have all the money in the world. But somebody said it, if you don't have him, you have nothing. Greg said it yesterday. Nothing. Hebrews 13, 20 says, now, this is the Passion Translation. Now, may the God who brought us peace. In the King James, it says, may the God of peace. The God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ so that he would be the great shepherd of his flock. And by the power of the blood of the eternal covenant. May he work perfection into every part of you. Giving you all that you need to fulfill your destiny. I want you to get that part right there. Giving you all you need to fulfill your destiny. Everything that's, that, that's uh, conflictual or uh, brings you into a struggle and, and really tries to steal your joy is the opposite of this because the enemy knows if you ever come into a place where you understand you have everything you need and he is perfecting that that concerns you. He's in trouble. So he said, may he express through you all that is excellent and pleasing. That word pleasing is also beautiful. May he express through you all that which is excellent and beautiful to him through your life union with Jesus, the anointed one, who is to receive all glory forever. Amen. When you look again with me to 1 Peter 2, 9. I want to really, I, I really feel impressed to, to bring you this message of belonging. 
I think it is so important because there's this orphan spirit. The orphan spirit will make you always feel like you're never good enough. That you can't meet that. I don't believe we should ever stop allowing him to perfect us. And every choice has a consequence. Every choice has a consequence. We live in a world of exchange. Sowing and reaping. Galatians 6, 9 says, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Then he says, be not weary in well-doing. For you shall reap in due season. What is due season? That's God's timing. If you faint not, if you don't lose heart. Now, how do you not lose heart? Jesus gives us the clue. He says, I would that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Not to lose heart. Prayer will bring you into the presence of God. It will transform uh, your life so that you walk with this new confidence. And the enemy will keep you so busy you don't have time to pray. He'll keep you so busy that you can't get in the Word. Yesterday I posted... Uh, something that's very dear to me because I remember one time getting caught up in the the gifts of the Spirit uh, in my early ministry when I was a lot younger. I was following after the gifts and and the Lord just cut it off. And I thought he he cut off the gifts and and the first time he ever used me in tongues and interpretation, a young lady got saved. She's still saved today, by the way, because it's the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, so, so he cut that, it just shut off, and, and I thought I'd messed up really bad. And one day, uh, it came real clear to me, not overnight, but through a season of prayer and, and being sensitive and just being still. I heard the Lord say, preach my word. He said, the signs will follow my word. And then he, then he brought me to this place where I began to understand, uh, and I prayed for years. I said, Lord, just use me. I want you to use me. And the Holy Spirit, really, he's amazing. He's a genius. And he said to me, he said, I'm not going to use you. He said, that's what the world does. That's what those who are caught up in themselves do. They use you. I don't want to use you. He said, I want to work with you. Because the Bible, and he took me to the scripture where it says they went everywhere preaching and the Lord working with them, confirming the signs, uh, the word with signs following. Now, let me tell you, I believe that God can bring us into a place where we have this confidence. And I don't believe faith should be uh, something you carry in your tool belt that you pull it out and use faith uh, whenever you are in trouble or when you have a need. I believe faith should be our address. I believe it should be, it be a place we live because the Bible said the just shall live by faith. And how does faith work? It works by love. And one of the things that, that's missing in the world today, one of the reasons we see so much iniquity abounding and so many people in confusion, uh, they're confused about identity. Uh, we have all this other stuff going on and people are confused uh, about who to love and, and they're confused about who they are. Why? Because they haven't known how much they're loved don't preach me down while I'm preaching good you understand that 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 God brought me to a place he said uh, uh, you first of all 
You've got to know you belong. First Peter 2, 9. You with me? He said, but you are God's chosen treasure. Chosen generation is what the King James says, but it's treasure. Priest who are kings. Come on, religion won't teach you this. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, that's a contradiction. That's a contradiction to the power of the blood. He's, yeah, come on somebody. Woo. He said, you're priests and kings who, uh, let me give you another place where he said over in Revelation, he said, uh, the blood has loosed us from our sins so that he has made us kings and priests before his father, uh, uh, the Lord of glory has. And, and then he says this, he said, you want, you're a, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. Now he claims you as his very own. Now let me tell you, when it says in the King James, when it says you are peculiar, people. That's not weird. That doesn't mean you're weird. Peculiar comes from segula. It means there's not one part of you that does not belong to him. So Hebrews 13 20, we should come into that place where we have peace. Because there's no part of my journey that he's not married to. Isaiah, I'm about to shout now. Isaiah 62.4, I no longer will call you forsaken. I, don't, I want you to get that out of your head. You were not forsaken. I'm, he said, You're not been, you have not been abandoned. The orphan spirit is uh, that we really define ourselves by how many friends we have. Look at social media. Uh-oh, Facebook. And many people put their life on Facebook. I told my daughter yesterday, she said, I just feel worse when I go on there. I said, let me tell you what, you're not seeing reality because people are not going to put the real stuff on there. They put the appearance of everything's going all right, but I promise you that, that there's some stuff that they wouldn't want anybody to know about got quiet now but I'm grateful for the blood of, let me tell you something uh, the, the only Facebook I want to be a part of is his Facebook now, now let me tell you something uh, I want you to understand that it can be a great tool but it, we should not be entrapped by that that need to be affirmed because our, our, uh, the definition of us we are not defined by our circumstances by what happened to us we're not defined by how bad we messed up. I'm about to preach now. Hang with me. He does not define us by what other people think about us. I feel good. Uh, no, I used to listen to James Brown. I but... would just... <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> Come on, somebody. We're not going there, but I feel good in a much better way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, 
It's okay. We're family, okay? Come on. You, you understand. I know who I am. I have a great confidence in the God who saved me. In the God who, give, who gives us grace and this destiny. Each one of you have a destiny. But, but oh, that destiny can only unfold when you, when you know and believe that you belong. Peculiar. You were his peculiar, sugula, special treasure is what that means. You were his special treasure. I got to go there. I'm telling you, I don't want, for years, I've even heard people preach a message to me that they were trying to get me to buy into, but they were miserable while they're, because they didn't really have the freedom that they were. Pre- Come on, don't try to sell me something <laughs> that you're not living in. Don't try. Woo. Come on, you you understand the the message of religion has always been try harder. But the message of relationship is just surrender. I love you too much to leave you like I found you. Come on, you understand that, that, that we see this good cop, bad cop perspective of Western culture uh, of the religion because we think Jesus is, is, is God's answer to a bad reputation. <laughs> it's okay, you understand. We think Jesus came to cool God off. No, it was God in Christ reconciling the world into himself. If we see in Jesus and God, the Father, anything that's not in Jesus, we could get over into idolatry. So, he says, you are a peculiar people. Look at your neighbor and tell them, yes, you are. It's okay. Somebody really, some of you really relish that. It's okay. We're family. We're family. We're family. So, hang with me. We're going somewhere. Now, notice something he said in Peter previously before he gets to that part about who we are. As believers, you know his great worth. Talking about Jesus, Peter. Indeed, his preciousness is imparted to you. If you're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ, you've got to see yourself belonging but precious in his sight. For a long time, I lived in that mode of thinking I can never quite measure up. I can never quite feel like I was good enough. It's going to break, I'm telling you. It's going to be amazing. Watch what the Holy Ghost is going to do. It says, but those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected and discarded has become now the chief cornerstone. A stone that makes them stumble. 
and a rock to trip over. What did they trip over? They tripped over the fact that it was free. And it robbed them of the ability <laughs> to work and to impress others. Come on, their, their affirmation just went out the window. Their, 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 their legalism to try to make them... That, that's why the Pharisees wore these phylacteries that were wide and they, they, they wanted to pray in the, in the marketplace where there's a lot of people because they want to impress people. And they're trying to work their way. Jesus called them just whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. They stumbled over it. The fact that it was free. Because now God gets all the glory. He gets all the affirmation. Woo. You'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hang with me. They keep stumbling over the message because they refuse to believe it. And this they were destined to do. Now it's amazing. Hebrews 13, 20 talks about our destiny. But it talks about the God who brought us peace, shalom, that word that means nothing missing and nothing broken. That means you come into a place of wholeness. Brother Dwayne posted that about having a whole heart. And you seek God with a W-H-O-L. He, uh, he didn't just mean all of your heart. He meant a healed heart. There's a lot of people, that's why one of the reasons Jesus came, he said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. To bring you into a place you understand what I think about you. Come on, have you ever wondered what God thinks about you? I have. And I thought I was always trying to impress him and make God say, wow. No, he I wake up every morning and he looks at me and says, wow. He looks at you and says, wow. You know how I know? Let's go to Matthew 13. I'm going there. Yep, I got to give you this. Because we, we got to get this part about belonging. We got to get, get this part about belonging. Heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. Jesus tells seven parables in Matthew 13. And for years I was taught that Jesus was the treasure and we were the merchants. And we got so excited because we found Jesus. That's not even scripture. Luke 15 said it's like the shepherd who leaves the 99 to go search for the one that's lost. I was lost. He wasn't lost. We were lost. So he came looking for me. He came looking for you. Woo. He's like a person who discovered there was hidden treasure in a field. Now, verse 38 says the field is the world. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. Look at your neighbor and tell him, do you know how much you're worth?
Do you know what you look like in the hand of the merchant? Let me finish Isaiah 62, 4. I'm going to give you a new name. It's called Hephzibah. Because my delight is in you. I'm not going to call your land barren or unfruitful anymore. It can't be barren and unfruitful. Because I'm giving your, your land a new name. I'm going to call it Beulah, which means married. Believe it or not, he's been with you every step of your journey from the time you took before you took your first breath. He wrote your days in his book. And so, then I remembered. He went and sold everything he had just so he could have the treasure. But he left it in the field. Why did he, why did he take us on to heaven? Because he wants to redeem the field. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I want you to begin to see yourselves in a way that nobody around you can purvey the expression of how the Father sees you. I want you to begin to see yourself believing what He believes about you because that's where you come to a place where you realize you belong. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and chapter 7, For you are bought with a price. You are not your own. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I don't belong to me anymore. Come on, somebody. Woo. So all of a sudden, I realize that he lives his life through me. Here, here it is. Here it is. Because when you belong, you got to come to the place where you begin to behold. You begin to see things different. When you look in the mirror. Here we go. Amen. Let's go to, I know I got it on here. I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Yep. And it's verse 18. When you realize you belong... That's why he said you're seated with him in heavenly places. That's why he said you're blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's why he said no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises in judgment, I'll, you will condemn. What does that mean? That means every tongue that judges you and calls you something God doesn't call you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm about to run now. Uh, every tongue that, that says anything about you outside of the will, the confines of the will of God, uh, he said you will condemn. For this is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord, for their righteousness comes from me, saith God. That's why he says in that same chapter, you'll be far from fear and oppression. Amen. They'll gather against you, but not from me. Don't worry about it if they do, because they're going to fall for your sake. 
No fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of being orphaned. Fear of feeling like you don't measure up. Here he says, so until now, whenever the Old Testament is read, the same blinding comes over their hearts. He's talking about religious people, the ones who stumble over the free gift. But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, come on, open your heart. You got to open your heart. The veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Wherever he is, Lord, there is freedom. We can all go close to him with the veil removed from our faces. That means you don't have to hide. Adam hid. He hid from God. It's amazing. You move forward and you see Peter's fishing and they've, they've gone fishing. He's the one, he just denied Jesus. But when Jesus shows up on the shore, Peter's the first one to swim to him. After what he did, you would think he's looking for some fig leaves or something to hide himself. But he's the first one to the shore. You know why? Because I believe Peter knew something about Jesus that Adam didn't know. I believe that he knew something about God that Adam didn't know because if he's who he says he is and faith works out of love and if he loves me that much, he's not gonna kick me to the curb and speak to my failure. He's gonna speak to my future. He's gonna bring me into his love and he's gonna bring me into a place where that message is gonna flow through me. I'm just gonna be a manifestation and experience expression of who he is in the earth look at your neighbor and tell him I love you oh I feel the Holy Ghost so we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces with no veil we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. Now, let me ask you. Brother John, he, he just marked me Wednesday night with one statement. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Do you just see this? We all with no veil over our faces... Now, the Word of God is a mirror who brightly reflect the glory, you do, of the Lord Jesus. We're being, in, in, in the King James, it says changed. That word comes from metamorpho. It's the same word when Jesus went into the mountain and was transfigured. So this should read, we're being transfigured. Same word, Matthew 17, Mark 9. It's through the renewing of the thoughts. What you think is important. What you think about yourself, belonging. What you think about yourself, beholding. I will look into the hills from which coming my help. My help comes from the Lord. 
Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, wherefore seeing we are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weight and the sin that thus will easily beset us and let us run the race with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, the originator and the completer of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, come on, you understand who the joy is? For who for joy hid the treasure and went and sold everything he had, paid the price for, so he could have the treasure, who for the joy that was set. Come on, somebody. You see the connection? You see it? He said, who for the joy that was set before him. Where? Hidden in the field. Who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the Father. Uh, why? Because he's expecting to make his enemy his footstool. And guess who his body is? Me and you. Okay. about to get all excited. You got to go with me to Malachi now. You got time? I'm glad. Thank you. Malachi 3.16. I promise you, you won't regret hanging in there. 400 years of intertestamental silence before the gospels ever came. Malachi. And we see those 400 years seems like God had left the field. No. His timing is impeccable. And Malachi prophesies, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. What are they talking about? Do you know how much you're loved? Do you know know how much he loves you? You know how mesmerized he is by you? You know how delighted he is in you? Do you know? Do you know how delighted he is in you? No, he's not disappointed. Jesus paid too much by the way you're created in his image. Let me say it again. Do you think God would allow, he would create anything, anything that was boring? <laughs> no. Christianity is not boring. There's some bored Christians. Because they haven't come to the realization of who they are. I'm telling you, God's called us to be risk takers and called us into the adventure of a lifetime. Calls us into a place where all of a sudden I begin to see who he created me to be. And I'm the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I'm going to be a sight. I was thinking about, oh, I got to tell, I'm going to talk about this. People are looking for the wrong cistern to drink from. They're drinking from the wrong fountain. Saw an episode of of Andy Griffith. Barney comes into jail and, I mean, uh, Otis comes into jail and he's a great actor and Barney goes into the back and Otis looks around and takes that fifth and pours it into the the water jug. You've seen it. Oh, man. And he, he licks the top of the bottle and 
Barney comes out unaware. Thursday, he's all upset because the governor's coming. He thinks the governor's coming to reprimand him and, lo- and, and make him lose his job, so he's all stressed out. He don't know the truth that the governor's coming to shake his hand. So he starts drinking the water and talking to Otis, and all of a sudden, he gets sideways because it's been spiked. And Andy comes in, and he calls for Barney, and you know, Barney comes out of the back with his hair fl- hat flipped up, smiling, and, and, and Barney says, Barney! You were gassed. What have you been into? And, and Otis is over there acting, well, you know. And, and so, so Andy says, Barney, don't you know the governor's coming here to shake your hand? He said, I'm not going to be here when the governor gets here. He said, I'm not going to let him do that to me. He said, put that in your smipe and poke it. It'll get you all sideways and create, and, and you become somebody God never intended for you to be. <laughs> I mean, he was a genius. It was amazing. So I want you to see. Come on, let me reel you back in. It's so good. We can all grow close to him without a veil on our face. Malachi, then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord listened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him who? God, the Lord. He's got some scribes, holy angels writing a book about you. It was written before him for them that feared the Lord and thought upon his name. Not just talking about him. Thinking about him. And they shall be mine, says the Lord. The host in that day when I make up my jewels. There it is. Watch, that word jewels is special treasure. He said, I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serveth him. Now, I got a couple of things I want to say and then we're going to pray. In the book of John chapter 1, beholding. You got to know you belong. He's already paid the price. There's nothing you have to pay. I've heard too many Young guys tell me, said, Pastor, when I get my life straightened out, I'm coming to church. No, that, that's not how it works. You got to come to Him. He'll help you straighten out. And then you want to come to church. So we see here a, a picture begin to unfold because. Uh, The Bible says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. That word with is a weak translation because it comes from the word pros. It means He was face to face. Now, Peter preaches in Acts 3.19. 
talking about a face in a mirror and who you see when you look and what happens in the transformation because Peter stands up and preaches after that little experience on the shore with Jesus and his life is restored and all his brokenness has been uh, fixed and he has this boldness uh, and he stands and preaches. He says, repent. That means to change your mind the way you think about God, but it, it means about face and a turn from the path you were on. Repent, therefore, and be converted when you, when the, and that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Now, there's no Hebrew word for presence. It's put there by English. But presence literally is prosopon, pros, toward. Prosopon is the word for face. When the times of refreshing shall come from the face of the Lord. Let, let, me, let, let me just hang there with you just for a minute. When the times of refreshing shall come from the face of When the times of refreshing shall come with the face. That's, we've been looking for the hand. And God said, I want you to look, at my, look, for, look for my face. Because that's where your refreshing is going to come. That's where your beloved identity is going to be discovered. In knowing who I am. And who you're meant to be. And that presence of God. Jesus would go and pray. Luke 5. The Bible said the power of the Lord was present to heal. If you read previously, he went and prayed. The word pray comes from the word prosukamai. Notice the first four letters of that word, pros. What does that mean? He comes back and all of a sudden, everybody gets healed because he's been face to face with his father. I want you to stand with me. Beholding will transform you. you. You can't, let me tell you, if you look for your identity through circumstances and situ through other people, you'll be frustrated. But when you begin to behold Him, John baptizing 17 miles outside of Jerusalem, looks up and sees Jesus coming, beholds him. And he said to all the people, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The next day he says the same thing, Behold. Because beholding will transform you. What you look at, An eagle, when he gets sick in his body, he flies to a high rock, stretches out his wings, facing the sun, because there's healing in the sun. You're with me. Whatever you're feeling, whatever struggle you feel, like you've been, you haven't been able to shake it. 
If you don't know Jesus, it's important. He already knows you and, and he wants you to come into the place where you know him and his love. It's, un, it's amazing. It's really amazing. The peace of God in, in Hebrew, let's revisit Hebrews 13, 20 just for a minute. You that have been given the peace of God, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the circumstances, I'm amazed at how God will give you grace for the season you're in. My wife and I have nine people living in our house. We feed them for the most part. The seven downstairs, and every now and then she'll get a text. Would you send me $20, and so it takes grace. But you know what? God gives you grace for the season because they're in a house that's covered and filled with peace. They're in a house that they love to be there. One of the sisters says, Kyla came and told us, said, Kaylee said, she loves it here. I said, I know why. Because there's, there's an effervescent. You know what effervescence is? You ever taken those old Alka-Seltzers and they hit the bottom of the cup and the effervescence, come on, that's what you're about to be. God's going to destroy every compartment. We, we have a tendency to compartmentalize. God's going to destroy every compartment that we've constructed so that there's only Him. So He wants us to become effervescent. Come on. So that's, what, that's why they, they love being there because there's an effervescent to the glory. It's just emanating. The love. I mean, they, they call me Big Daddy now. Even the guests call me Big Daddy. Call her Nana. It's okay. Now, let me tell you something. I got to say one more thing. God bless you for standing up for me this long. I, I got to tell you this one more thing. Because I believe it's important. Here's what will help you to know you belong, help you behold, and help you, help you become. I got a, many of you heard me tell this story, I need to remind you. I got a music room at my house. I'll go in there and just play, and I've been playing a lot of steel lately, just practicing and, and letting the steel fill the house, amazing grace, and, and, and you are the wind beneath my wings and all that good stuff. And, and one day I was in there playing and, and Kobe had three friends over. Might have been two. I, I don't remember. I think it was three. But I said, catch something. They're downstairs, but they hear me playing and I see something in the peripheral vision. Kobe's walking in. I think he's there to get something. Then I see his friends follow him in. I didn't know his friends and they didn't know me. What's the connection? Kobe knows me, and I know him. 
So those boys felt right at home when they came in the room. I want you to understand something about the Father. Jesus made a way to bring you into the circle. It is, don't you think it's about time that you just sit down and enjoy the music? Don't you think it's about time to, to, to live in the peace and the wholeness where your heart has been healed and you no longer are manipulated by opinions and circumstances and all the stuff? Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now because there's a peace and He's given you everything you need for life and godliness. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. But before I pray, I want to ask you if you need prayer, I want you to come right now. Come on, if you feel the tug of the Holy Spirit, I want you to come right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, there's others. Come on, come on, there's others. Come on. He knows. He knows every detail. He knows every detail. There's some things that I believe the Lord, when I talk about effervescence, I, I believe that there's going to be a time come when we're so wrapped in His love and we know who we are. Do you think that maybe is why Peter's shadow was healing people? They brought, his, they brought people to the street where he's passing by, where maybe his shadow would just hit them, the effervescence of the glory. I want that. I want that to be so real in my, not because of the feeling. We've lived too long saying, boy, it felt good to be in church. And we get caught up in the feeling and we forget about who's the author of the feeling, his face. So I want you to know God's gonna give grace for the season. I want you to believe God with me right now. Father, thank you, Lord, for this mighty woman of God. Lord, she's not, she's not going to just be a survivor. She's going to be a thriver. She's going to thrive. Lord, we release it right now. Lord, I thank you for the, the peace. Your word says that, Lord, you become our guard. You become our bodyguard. You become our, our keeper. So we pray, Lord, that you'll keep her and her family. I pray you'll bring transformation and peace. Let peace settle right now that she begins to know she belongs. And Lord, she embraces uh, the beholding you. Lord, that she, she sees you in every step of the way. That she is beloved. And Lord, you're married to her journey. Woo. Lord, I thank you that she has a destiny. Nothing's going to stop her from reaching her destiny. Lord, I thank you, God, that many lives are touched and many lives are transformed by the power of the love that you placed in her. And I praise you right now. I take authority over every harassing spirit, every lying devil, every lying spirit that would come and harass you right now. I take the blood of Jesus and I, I command it to go from you now. Let the peace of God keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ because there's power in the blood right now. I break it off in Jesus' name. I break it off of you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Get ready, get ready.
thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mesmerizing to the merchant. Who hid you in the field when sold everything he had and come bought the field because he saw you in it. Lord, I thank you right now for victory. That while she's beloved and she belongs, Lord, I thank you that she's beholding and she's, that Lord, I pray you'll remove every hindrance, everything that would block her vision of seeing you in all of your glory, Lord. And Lord, let that be the transforming power that comes through knowing you and seeing you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for victory in Jesus' name. I thank you for victory. Thank you that it's already done. Father, in the name of Jesus, let her know she belongs. Let her know, God, as she belongs, she can behold and look at you. Father, focus on you. I pray, Lord, that you'll help her to embrace that her destiny's already been prepared. And God, she has a, she's a woman uh, who is loved by you in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, may you walk in the blessing and the overflow, becoming a witness of the glory of God. And the power of Jesus flowing through you are going to reach into the dark uh, places of this world to bring those who are in bondage out and to freedom and glory. By the name and the power of Jesus, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you.